Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Hey, what he said. <laughs> Don't you love languages? Uh, I speak I speak Baltimoreese, Baltimoreese. Right, Leah? Uh, hey, well, we have a fun thought today. I want to kind of have you use your imagination today, okay? Um, and uh, it's such a beautiful thing. Our imaginations can be, when we meditate on the Word of God, it gives us faith dreams and gives us uh, just spiritual musing. So just follow, journey with me today, okay? Journey with me. So, Father, bless these words today. Bless our seniors. We're thankful for them. I think just a little over a week and they're graduating or something like that. Bless them. And uh, we just ask that you would give us a personal word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, I want us to just think about this in 1 Corinthians 15 together. We're just going to have just, we're just going to try to focus in here if we can. Um, so our dear brother, Ron Brooks, is now with the Lord. How many knew Ron Brooks? Just a dear, his dear wife, Indi. And um, one, thing, one thing that's interesting uh, for me personally, when someone is preparing to go into eternity, I, I'm always very curious and very attentive to just how they are, and uh, just the word and the investment of the word comes out. Isn't it true? We just saw that with Joanna Strowski. Uh, we just saw that with Jackie Trammell, uh, Norma McAuliffe. Boy, there's been a lot. There's been a lot. I think close to, there's five if I miscounted here. And um, so when you think about that transition like for some, it can be very fearful, <clears throat> like Hebrews talks about in chapter 2, like the fear of death. And I think death is so much in our face these days, but, but there's such a mystery. There's such a mystery to death. But I want to think about something Ron said. I heard this amazing testimony today that Ron and his uh you know, he had a, a good day the day before yesterday, I believe, and then yesterday was pretty quiet and sleeping. But uh, a person gave this testimony that he looked up and he said these words, Oh, the staircase is so wide. And that just, when someone, and I heard that this morning, it struck me like, like our faith is very real. And think about that as someone is transitioning from natural life to eternal life. I believe that God is showing them things, and there's like a, a um, there's like a blending, if we could say, of of that reality. Uh, I, I think of one lady years ago, uh, and I've said this, and it's been in with in my mind for years that when she was transitioning. Um, she was uh, resting, her family was around the bed 
and all of a sudden she came awake. Her eyes were very bright, and she motioned without words just for her family to get out of the way, and then she was reaching out, and that's, that, was it. that was it. God took her right there. These are things we've seen and heard that encourage us greatly that the unknown, the mystery of it, God is right there. God is right at the other end of that, that transition, that gateway, that, that place. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually thinking of many people that we've seen. Uh, there's, you know, blessed is, there is precious in the sight of the Lord of the death of his saints. You know, we hear these verses, blessed are, is the day of your death in 7-1 of Ecclesiastes and the day of your birth. That's always like a paradigm shift. Like, wait a minute, isn't birth a beautiful thing? We celebrate the cute little baby? Sure. But really, it's the day of our death, absent from the body, we're present with the Lord. We're absent and present in a moment. We see Jesus. We see Jesus. And I just want us to think about this in our reality, because uh, we're not promised tomorrow. <clears throat> we're not promised uh, any, any moment, really, you know, think of Mike Viator today, who's doing better. He's got two stints. He's doing better. But, but like every day, every day, the reality, the reality of heaven. Think about that, the reality of heaven. So I want us to think about that. Think about this. Look at 1 Corinthians 15. But I was really touched by Ron. I'm thinking of Carol Gibson. Remember Carol Gibson and his wife, um, Candace, um, she just said to me, uh, this is when he passed away, this is years ago, but she said, I had a dream about my husband that they were, we were in a large, in a large room, almost like a palace, and I was coming down the stairs, and my husband turned around and said, there you are, and that was her vision. Now, these visions are helpful, not that we we make sure they point back to the Bible, but what that tells me is no matter how long our loved one has been gone, it is a moment in heaven. It is very, it's very brief. It's very, there's brevity. For us, it could be years. Like I, my mother's passing was in 07. So how many years is that? 25? No, 17. It's 15 years, right? So, but a day in the presence of God is like a thousand years. So when we meet up with our loved ones, it will be as though we just, for them, it'll be just like they just saw us. So that's comforting. That's comforting. So uh, these are familiar verses to us maybe, but I, they are very encouraging to just think about if God saved us, he did not make us to die. He made us to live. John eight fifty one. right? We are never going to taste death like people can be so we can be so infatuated with dying like how and hopefully this is not going to be a morbid rap here i want this to be very comforting uh, <laughs> uh i'm actually very comforted thinking about these things right um that you know again dying is 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 the incident but death is we're forever with the lord right and this is why we comfort one another with these words. This is why um, we are motivated to share the gospel because just like there's a heaven, there's a, there's a hell, right? Uh, 
there's a hell. I believe it's 88 times we hear about heaven and 120 times about hell, I believe those numbers are. Um, so, you know, we've all had loved ones or experienced loved ones passing, and this is very encouraging to remind ourselves that, um, that God has a plan to, to send angels to take his beloved home. Isn't that good? Unbelievers, this is the shocker, the unbelievers have demons that come and throw them into hell or into that waiting place of Hades. But believers have angels that come. And haven't we been in situations where people see their angels, right? They hear their angels. They, they're talking to their angels. Like Jackie Tremell, one, one uh, testimony is what she was hearing the kids her kids that were um, miscarried, she was saying, uh, Caroline was saying, that the miscarried kids were in heaven crying out to their mother. So that's a very interesting thought, too. Like, there's a host in heaven, in Hebrews 11:1 1, that is shouting us on, right? They're believers, they're family members, and we know they're also saints, right? By the way, interestingly enough, aborted children or miscarried children, God's plan in his grace is that they're in heaven. They're in heaven today. Thank you, Jesus. And kids that untimely have gone before before the ripe old age of whatever you want to say, in Isaiah 57.1, it's a good verse to read, to share with somebody, Isaiah 57.1, that God cares for the little ones and preserves them from the evil to come. So God holds the issues of life and death. But um, I'm comforted because this life is in preparation for eternal life. Amen? Everything we do, everything is recorded, everything is heard, everything is designed to uh, promote us in, in heaven. So yes, there's tears Yes, there's sorrow. Yes, there's, uh, wow, you know, that's very untimely. But God says, uh, everything is done perfectly in my time and doesn't need your approval. Isn't that good? <laughs> okay. All right. This is uh, such a, this, look, look, look at verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in weakness and dishonor, but it's raised in glory. And uh, just think about, the we just went through the Easter season. Think about Christ was resurrected in glory. And we will have the same resurrection, right? Absent from the body, our spirit is with God, but the resurrection will get our perfect body. It is sown in weakness, but raised in power. Nobody likes to talk about death, like, oh, don't talk about death. I'm trying to live as long as I can. I think if we have a proper understanding of death, we don't need to fear death, okay? So many people are afraid, and that's understandable because there's a lot of unknowns. But actually, the Bible talks a lot. It gives little glimpses here. The natural body is sown and raised a spiritual body. Isn't that good? So in Psalm 90, verse 10, we will fly away. Uh, Ron flew away. Think about that. Uh, he, 
uh, I had no soul sleep. That's no such thing. There's no annihilation. Um, there's no outer darkness, right, for the believer. And he immediately becomes, imagine that, your last breath. Think, just think about that. You, you're looking, maybe you're looking at your family. You, you transition your last breath, and all of a sudden there's Jesus. I mean, that would blow my mind. That blows my mind even thinking about that. Like, there's Jesus. Like, wait a minute. Oh, there's the Apostle Paul. Or wait a minute. Oh, there's my, my grandmother 30 years, 30 levels back or whatever. It's like the reality and ancestry of, of the past uh, is, uh, will be present. Right? I, I love that, Ron, Ron's saying. Oh, the staircase is so wide. That speaks to me. That speaks volumes to me. Because there's, there's stairs in heaven, and we won't have any trouble on stairs. Right? We won't have... <laughs> I mean, there's stairs to the throne. There's stairs to the mansions. There's stairs uh, to, to, um, to God's new Jerusalem. Okay. Um, natural body is now a spiritual body, and so it is written, the first Adam... The first man, Adam, became a living being, and the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. All right, let's look at John 14. So maybe you have people in your life, and, and they need to be comforted by these words. Um, you know, I thought Joanna Strowski's face-to-face, anybody make that? I don't know. I have, that was very powerful, and uh, I don't usually cry at things often, but I, the testimonies blew my mind. I just couldn't. I don't know. Wasn't it powerful? It was very anointed, like seeing what Joanne stood for and how she was like a quiet little giant, you know, and uh, not so quiet, true. (laughs) All right, John 14, let not your heart be troubled, and that's a good word. Now, we're, we're not troubled because God is able, so much more able than we are. He is he is doing the impossible. And there's no limitation. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And this has always been, mansioning has always been an interesting subject because in 1 Corinthians 3, 10 through 13, we are building our mansions based on our obedience and our faith and our, our willingness to walk in the faith. God is building a place to reward you and I. But really, ultimately, our reward is Him, right? We see the principle of the crowns in Revelations 4, and we'll look at that in a minute, that there are crowns that, and not that we're motivated by crowns, but the Stephanos crown, the, the, the glorious crown, the victorious crown, that those that enjoy and look for His appearing. It's like these are rewards at the Bema Seat that God will give you for simple faith and simple obedience, that we will not put on our shelf in our mansion and say, oh, look how great I did. No, in Revelations 4, we will cast them at his feet knowing that it was only by the grace of God that we're here in the first place. And I think this is very comforting to meditate on heaven because um, we're 100% where we are, but we have an understanding of where we're going. And it's a mystery. We don't know everything, but we get little glimpses, right? We get little glimpses. 
if it were not so, I would not have told you. I love, the, I love this exchange that Jesus is saying. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not giving you positive thinking. I'm telling you it's a reality waiting for you. It's a reality that's waiting for you. Uh, I go, I go to prepare a place for you. So if the world was made in six days and he, re- he rested on the seventh, imagine what he's building in heaven over these, these many, 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 many years. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be incredible. We, we see a glimpse of it in Revelations 21 and 22. Gold streets, pearl gates, the diadem, the, the walls of jewels, the, uh, the diamonds and the, the, the things that we hold so precious will be things that we walk on in heaven. <laughs> it's awesome. It's good to imagine these things to comfort yourselves. Like Revelations 1 talks about Jesus with the eyes of fire and the, and the head full of white and the, the crown on his head and, and the scepter in his hand and the, this ascended Christ. Imagine being greeted. That's pretty overwhelming to be greeted uh, by him, right? To think that, uh, wow, the King of kings and the Lord of lords is going to be the one that uh, we will be united with. So I hope this is blowing your mind because it's not meant to comprehend. It's a mystery. And I think we need mysteries in our life. We need mysteries, otherwise God becomes too small. We need faith because otherwise we are just managers without faith uh, we need to have our our minds blown and have revelation so that we don't just hold this book as a piece of literature, <clears throat> but it's a living, active, breathing, eternal book. This is why when you preach and when I preach, it's not just mere words. There's a kingdom behind what we're saying. And I feel like many are crippled by fear today. And I think if we know where we're going, the journey is 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 we have a capacity for the journey, right? Did you ever do this with your parents? Like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And you're like driving the car. Are we there yet for the 900th time? And it's like, it's like we are so consumed with the destination that we drive our parents crazy on the journey. No, <laughs> no, we're just, we don't, the journey's not important to us, but, but really the journey is important. The journey is important. God will, I love this, Psalm 84 I believe it's four. It says he will be our guide even to death. Like God is guiding you and I in death. And if we live or we die, we belong to the Lord in Romans 14, 8. Like this is good. Like God is walking with us. And, and maybe today, you know, we are, we are full of life, full of joy, and full of vigor. And that's good. But I find it healthy to comfort ourselves uh, when there's so much death, like I, we work with, with the Ukraine, and, uh, and it's, uh, we see a lot of testimonies. There's a lot of good things happening. God is ministering uh, on so many levels. Like there's concerts happening in Poland. A lot of our Ukrainians are in Poland doing concerts. Scores of people are coming to the Lord. Scores of people are coming to know about God that they would have never met in Poland. A lot of relief going on in the eastern cities after the Russians make a huge mess and they leave. There's a lot of ministry happening in these eastern cities of Kharkiv and Zaporizhia and uh, Kiev. And we could man- name many cities, but, but death is 
Death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Well, death is swallowed up in victory. I always think of like a snake. You ever seen a snake swallow something? It's pretty nasty, actually. Like their whole mouth, it's like expands around the, you know, whatever, something that's almost like 10 times their size. This is like what God does. He says, I have swallowed up death. And the only sting is, yes, we're going to miss our loved one. The only sting is we won't hear their voice and won't experience their presence. But, but there's so much life that they're experiencing that they would not want to come back even if they could, right? Uh, okay, so where am I? John 14. Okay, this is good. I go to prepare a place for you, and I will come again. I myself will come again. And the rapture is such a beautiful principle in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, 17. And this is what we're waiting for. And if, I feel like it could be any time. Uh, but what a beautiful thing. Like the, the world will get to a certain place, and that is God's will. The wheels will come off the car, right? But God still has control of the car. Like God, like you and I as the church and the many universal church that we have in the world, holding back judgment. But when we are raptured, that's when things get dicey, right? So we're comforting ourselves that we will not live through the tribulation. And we see that through Revelation 6 through 19 where the church is not mentioned. All right. Um, I will come again and receive you to myself. This is very personal. God is saying, listen, I'm not going to leave you to, to be high and dry. I'm going to, I'm going to receive you as to myself that where I am, you also will be. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know. Beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful. All right, let's look to Colossians. I don't, this was on my heart today, and maybe it's for someone hearing it. Um, heaven is uh, a beautiful place, and we've seen movies about it. Um, Psalm 1611 says it's a place of great joy and great pleasure. Um, we see it's the kingdom of his dear son, Colossians 1.13. It says this, it says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. So love is the atmosphere in heaven. All right, let me show you a fun verse here in Revelation 7. How many have read through Revelations? My son loves to read Revelations. I'm like, who are you? He asked me questions from Revelations. I'm like, let me get back to you there, my little theologian. <laughs> Dad, who are the people in Revelations 14? It's awesome. Like, Revelations is, is a complicated book. It's... It's not in chronological order, but there's a lot of mystery to it, a lot of uh, exciting things that will come to pass. Um, in 7.15, and this gives us credibility to our faith, isn't it? This gives us credibility. Like when I think of Ron, I keep referring, like, like God shows you a little glimpse. I remember when Grant Sutton's dad passed away. I, I think of him like passing and just... Just the joy that came over his face. I mean, I think of Cheryl Vieter. I think of um, Galen Knowles, right? I think of our precious Galen Knowles. I, this people in my mind, like, 
like they they have a new body today, right? Uh, they have a new mind. They have a they are um, they're just in a brand new glorious place. And this that's why there's no goodbyes, right? Just see you later. See you in a few minutes, right? See you in a few minutes. Okay, Revelation seven. So somebody that might be struggling, you can reassure them, say, hey, listen, if God is big enough to save us, he's big enough to keep us, and he's also big enough to take care of our future. Like, really, it's, it's not an attack on anything else except the, the nature of God to fear death. It's like, like we can try to wrap our minds around it and say, you know, you know it can be kind of scary. But then we think about God. He does things be- decently in an order, right? 1 Corinthians 14, 14. He would, he would certainly make it in a way where he didn't do all this work in, on the earth to somehow leave us in the grave for the rest of our lives, right? So the reality of an unbeliever waking up in hell is, is shocking, where the worm dieth not in Mark 9, 43 through 48. That's a shocking thing, Revelations 22, 11. The unjust will be unjust still. They're given a body where they can endure the fires of hell and they will suffer without being consumed. No one likes to talk about hell and we don't do that to scare people, but we are bringing out the reality. My son asked me the question the other day about it and I just said, it literally comes down to this. Am I believing in, in Christ as my Savior? We don't go to hell because of our sin because they've been paid for, but we're believing in Christ as our personal Savior. So he transfers us from our natural to the supernatural, from death to life. All right. So that's very edifying. Um, 7.15, I love this. Um, let's read this. Uh, these are they, the ones that came out of the great tribu- tribulation, washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger anymore, nor thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them, nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eye. Look at Revelations 4. I mean, this is so awesome. Like... um, there's beautiful worship that happens here. 4.9, whenever the living creatures gave glory and honor, thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sit on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the Lord, saying, you are worthy to receive glory, honor, and power. For you created all things, and your will they exist and were created. So, no matter how things be, no matter how dire things get, we know that where we're going is a place of great joy, great light. It says in Revelations 21 that there will be no need for sun because the Son of God will be the lamp, right, of, of, that, of the age, the kingdom age. Um, so when you imagine these things, like I, I, just, it's a healthy imagination, uh, biblically speaking, staying within the biblical parameters, that uh, the pit, the hole, is not the end of the story. Uh, the shell is there, 
but the Spirit is alive with God. Look at Luke 15. Luke 15. So, heaven. Heaven. So, those that struggle with, and, and we all maybe have our struggles, but struggle is not failure. I, I love that statement. It's a statement that someone said to me the other day. I've been really kind of reviewing it in my heart. Struggle is not failure. It just means it's not in the right place yet. God is putting it in the right place. So maybe we're wrestling with God about something, and we're struggling, and God's like, okay, let me show you where this goes. Trust me. Agree with me. Believe me. You know? Some say that those in heaven are in their prime. I believe that's true. My son asked me yesterday, Dad, did animals go to heaven? I'm still thinking about that. Maybe you can help me with that. I gave an answer, and but there's animals in heaven, right? Horses are in heaven, right? Is my dog going to be in heaven? If I answer that wrongly, we're going to be crucified here. No. Anyway, that was a fun discussion. All right, Luke 15. <laughs> sure they do, right? This earth is a, I mean, Honestly, this earth is a prelude to something perfect. It's a shadow of things to come. There's no, there's no Route 95 in heaven, right? Well, Route 95 teaches us to pray without ceasing, right? I mean, honestly, the other day I had a guy so close to me. Honestly, I could, I could sm uh, smell the heat of his engine. I mean, this guy was up on my back. And we're doing 80 miles an hour. <clears> Hope <throat> oh, no police heard that. But, and he was weaving in and out. And I said, wow, Lord Jesus, I hope the angels can fit between my car and that car. You know, <clears throat> that's an interesting discussion, too. We all have angels, guarding angels, but also protective angels, ministering angels, uh, angels that worship. And we get a glimpse. Maybe <clears throat> I remember when I was a kid, I saw angels, actually. I don't speak about it often, but in a worship service in South Brook, Maine, I saw angels all in the, in the high ceiling of a worship service. And uh, they, were, they, were, they were in uh, arm in arm, and it was the most amazing thing. And um, yeah, maybe you had, not that you need an experience like that, but it's a very edifying experience that what we're talking about is real. It's as real as... We're sitting here. Okay, closing. i got to close. Luke 15, 7. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. So there will be a great party in heaven. There will be great worship in heaven. There will be, be degrees of glory. Dan Daniel 12, 3, 3. You'll recognize people by... People will be recognizable, but you'll recognize people in light. Light will be, a, will be an amazing factor as far as their spiritual body is concerned. The glory of God will fill the heavens and fill the earth. It's amazing. So, Father, thank you. Thank you, God, that we can just dream today, and it can comfort our hearts. It can give us perspective in our day-to-day -day, <clears throat> uh, that the journey is, there's purpose in the journey. But uh, one day uh, we will be in your, we will see you face to face. Thank you, God, today. Thank you, Lord. Use this to communicate hope, communicate peace, uh, 
that you are so much greater than we think. You're so much more beautiful than we think. You're so much more powerful than we can comprehend. It's a mystery. Help us not to shrink you into our own little theological concept. We worship you, God, today. Bless these thoughts in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.